Welcome, fellow conspiracy junkies, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones, and in the co-pilot seat with me, you know him, you love him. It's the man behind the voice of Kill the Mockingbirds, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Chris. What's good? What's good, brother? Like my fucking radio voice? Like I'm professional? Yeah, I like that. Really professional. So, wowie. Sean is gonna have to uh, leave a little early in this episode today, but no worries because we have the powerhouse behind We the People Radio. James Curry is on with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. James Curry, how are you doing, brother? You can't handle the truth. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm such an amateur. You've got like radio voices, you've got noises, and like. Oh, we're going to have some fun with you then because I got lots of pads. Oh, yeah, me too. I got. Yeah, we all got the pads. Seriously, though, after the show, we'll point you in the right direction because we were. Okay, I was going to have a cool microphone. I was at you at one point not too long ago. Okay. Everything out. Well, thank you. I'm sure you guys recognize this beautiful face. We have Lindsey Graham, a.k.a. the Patriot Barbie, one of the women behind the Right Side pod, or radio show, I should say. Or is it a radio? Uh, well, yeah, we're both. We're, yeah, we're on radio and we're on podcasts. That's awesome. So I love your story, and I fell in love with Ian Smith's story. And then when I heard you on Alan Jacoby's The Great Divide podcast, I kind of felt like it, it was a very similar story, right? You were being, yeah. you, you were just sick of what was happening and you were like, fuck it, I'm going to open my business and let's see what happens. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to jump into that. So how did you get involved in this movement and um, where do you stand right now? Well, so yeah, that I was not involved in this movement whatsoever. And I, I would be very curious where I would be if I'd not, I did not open my salon. But um, yeah, I had reopened, I think it was maybe two or three weeks before Ian Smith. Um, and you know, his, it's all about the governor in your state, how they, how they come after you. And mine was very, very aggressive. Kate Brown, she's a Democrat. She's evil as all heck, but he had, um, he had a governor too, that just really wanted to make an example out of him. And that's all it really was, was we were the first, you know, the, the very, very first, probably five in America to defy lockdowns. And it wasn't, it wasn't that we were doing anything extra naughty or extra wrong. It was, okay, well, let's try to shut these people up before they inspire other people to stand up. So that's why we got the wrath that we got. I had, um, I, I was a national news story for probably two or three weeks. I had my, um, my kids were threatened with child protective services. I was told I was going to be issued a class C misdemeanor, have my business license revoked, kicked out of my building, be arrested, all the things. Cause I was right after Shelly Luther in Texas and, you know, I called their bluff on all of those things. I just, 
I'm not really, I didn't think I was that brave of a person. I just kind of was like, you can't really do that to me. Like I'm not doing anything illegal. So, um, so I stayed open. Um, and that's when they sent, sent uh, CPS after my kids, which was like the really big, you know, newsworthy ordeal. And, um, in the end I got canceled. I lost my businesses for very, very different reasons, which you guys are going to love those reasons. Um, but I don't have any regrets, but that's how I got in the movement. Like I, the line was drawn when I decided to open up, I was always a conservative and I believed that this, the pandemic was a scamdemic. Um, I was more quiet about it back then because I didn't want to offend anyone, which I don't care about now. Um, but like the left came after me at full throttle and the right supported me like with everything in them. And so I kind of went, okay, well, if we're all going to be extremists, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> like, I'm not going to stay center anymore. So uh, would you say you were, would you say you were pushed into this? Yeah. Like, kind of more like you weren't like, like, Hey, I want to do that. But you're like, well, now I'm here. Now I have <laughs> like the whole yeah. Rambo Rambo story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, Elon Musk posted this um, image and it was like, some people are center here and then the right's here, the left's here, but the left went so far so far that it seems like the center person is, is closer to the right, right. now. And like I, right. I, I was not center. I mean, I was, Repu- I was conservative Republican, you know, all the, the things, but it's like, they went so crazy at me personally. They attacked me so vigilantly that I was like, dude, I'm not going to try to appease you. I'm not like, you're not someone I care about your opinion anymore. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go the other way and be very open and outward with my beliefs now, whereas I used to suppress them. So I'm just curious, what what allegations were they putting on you to have CPS come and start harassing you? And what was CPS's response to this? Were they on board with the harassment or were they like, oh, this is bullshit. We'll leave you alone. Uh, there was a lot of key players in that. I think they all complied. I think they were all scared of the government. But what happened was like the day after I opened an anonymous call came in uh, they didn't, they didn't know my real name. They didn't know my kids' names. The allegations were all like so phony. And if you knew me, you would know that those allegations couldn't have been proven. So it's like, why did you make such extreme fake accusations? But we have whistleblowers now too from CPS that have said, uh, the call should never have been passed through to like any kind of research at all. Like no one should have ever come to my house and, and checked out this report. Mm-hmm. Um, it went through one person, two people, and then it had a rush put on it. So it was like, you know, like one of the allegations was there's black mold in her toilets and it's a like, we had just built a brand new house. So I'm like, <laughs> we really have black mold in our toilets. Like, I better like call not at all of all the things. I better call my contractor if there's black mold in my toilet right now. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, not only should this never have been pushed through, but it, it was, but it was put a rush on. It was like, go to this house within 72 hours. It's like, my kids are not in danger and there are kids in danger. And yet you're wasting your time on this. And they went through all the steps and everything. And, um, we, once I filed a lawsuit is when they said, Oh, we're, we're closing your case. I'm like, Oh, of course you are. <laughs> once, once you realize that you totally overstepped and all of the people that played a role in this are going to get sued, then you guys, then you guys are like, stepping yeah, they don't away. want a discovery. They don't want the evidence to come out that they completely fabricated everything just so they can try to frame a narrative about you and get the court of a public opinion 
to turn against you and have all your friends and family be like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You should just comply and bend. And I'm sure you heard tons of that because uh, my, my co-host, I'm originally from New Jersey. So I know Ian Smith's governor, Phil Murphy, all too well. I call him Snaggletooth. (laughs) My my co-host on our show, Nick Mirabella, he and Anthony, Anthony, they own a uh, salon as well in New Jersey. Okay. So uh, th- your story really resonated with us. And when they heard your story, they actually opened up their salon as well. And Nick and, and Nick uh, went on CNN and did Tucker's show uh, about him opening up as well. Uh, and they didn't get quite nearly as bad of a backlash as Ian did. Uh, but they definitely, they, they got a big backlash. Luckily that all the cops go to their salon to get their haircut. So nice. no one really messed with them too much, but yeah, just the fact that you have to go through all of that just to open up business and put food on your family's table. Right. And, and not to mention that it, even to file legal proceedings, just to, just to go forward with that is draining mm-hmm. and not, not only to your bank account, but just emotionally. And like, it just puts a toll on you. To have to go right. through so, a legal battle like that. Guess what, you guys? Two things. Today is May 5th. So I reopened my salon on May 5th of 2020, exactly two years ago. Oh, wow. Like, this is the anniversary. Anniversary oh, nice. day. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and <laughs> also, I, <laughs> I am currently trying to sue the state of Oregon, Kate Brown, all the um, CPS workers, um, all the Oregon Health Authority people that threatened me, all the... OSHA people that threatened me. Um, I just had an attorney in New York drop me as a client because I'm too controversial. Oh, wow. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So we all know that these people that you're up against, they have basically like an endless wallet. So their Mm -hmm. resources are amazing. And for just a normal person like you to be able to battle these people, I mean, that's got to be costing you a lot of money, right? These lawyers are not cheap. It Yeah, so it did. It cost me, I had about $80,000 in GoFundMe that was donated when OSHA threatened to issue me a $70,000 citation. So people started donating. Um, I ended up using that to pay the attorney who filed the lawsuit in Oregon. And then he left private practice about a year ago. So we started looking for a new attorney. And at this point, it had to be on contingency because I'm like, well, I kind of do have a livelihood I have to keep. I don't, I can't really afford, you know, $2 million in attorney's fees. Right. So I looked for someone on contingency and there's a law firm in New York. One of the attorneys said he'd love to take my case. He looked it over, loved it, took it to his firm um, just to strategize. And they said, we don't, we don't want to pursue this and we don't want to have this person as our client. She's too, too controversial. She could have damaging effects on our firm and like, I don't know, I guess because I'm pro-freedom and pro-gun and pro-life, that's super controversial. I man, that's you wanted so to crazy put food on your family's table? Yeah. That's right. controversial? Yeah, so now we're going on Life. two years, and I have still yet to find an attorney willing to go all the way with me to sue Kate Brown. And I lost everything. I lost all my businesses. I had to leave the state. I had to, We had to sell our beautiful home. We lost four tanning salons, a gym, and a hair salon. I had to close. We have over like probably over a million dollars in actual physical losses. And that was just the year that we left. We just left. It doesn't even account for the rest of my life. The fact that I don't have a career now. Uh And it's like, it's taken away. Yeah. And your reputation as well, right? Pot of gold for some attorney. Seriously. No, but you're, what's sad is that your story is not the only person that I'm hearing this from. No, Uh, not at all. We had, um, 
the Maceros is on and they're being sued by the yes. government. Yeah, they are such a Joey Lynn and her husband. What is that? Is that KKK Act or something? Yeah, Yeah. they're getting sued under the KKK Act. I introduced them to Alan from the Great Divide podcast because I met them down in San Antonio, and they're just such good human beings. And what's happening to them is absolutely heartbreaking. And when you hear that no lawyers want to pick it up, nobody wants to take this case to the government, which clearly the government doesn't have a case. There's right. really nothing there, but nobody wants to pick it up. Nobody wants to help these people out. So it's sad that people like you who literally just wanted to do what you do for a living, cut hair at a salon, you know, make, make women look beautiful, give them confidence every single day. I'm sure it's a very rewarding job because that's what Nick says to me all the time. He says it it's is. very rewarding to see these women walk out of here just glowing, so excited. And it's taken away from you like that. And you try to say, no, I don't want to do this. And they attack you and mm-hmm. try to make you feel isolated and try to, financially ruin you and make you leave a state that you probably, did you grow up in Oregon too? Um, yeah, I lived there. I moved there from California when I was in sixth grade. So it was basic. I was basically in Oregon. Yeah. What part yeah. of California are you from? Uh, I was born in Ontario and we lived um, like near Bakersfield. Okay. So is that, is that middle? Like mid? Yeah. Central California. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the geography in California anymore. <laughs> They're all communists to me. I know. I'm like, uh, uh, I Northern, Northern California is a little better. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from? I'm in Sacramento. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got family there. That's It's not bad. Uh, Sean used to live in um, California, but now. Yeah, Southern California, Riverside area. Ran for, oh, my mom's from Riverside. Yeah, that's where I was born and raised, but now I where live in Michigan. Now? Michigan. Okay. Hence the Michigan hat you're wearing. Yep. <laughs> nice sunny weather to the frozen tundra. I don't know how you do No kidding. It, That's it was it, it was uh warm today. It was like sixty four degrees. It was a uh, oh my was, gosh, uh, a barn burner. Sixty four. <laughs> That's it's already old... ninety degrees in Vegas. Know, oh, we bro. had to bust out the shorts. You know what I mean? We're like, dang, man, I know it's gonna be hot today. Shorts, shorts in sixty nine. I'm 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 spoiled with California, bro. At sixty nine, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, communism, snow. You know, you gotta you gotta weigh your options sometimes. That's true. <laughs> I, I'll take snow over communism. I'll take snow. I can you, shovel snow. You could you could leave the house and have to shovel shovel snow or you could not leave the house at all because you're trapped you're stuck yeah, at home very true very very yeah. true you're stuck in the house so um, Lindsay, with your um with your reach uh you you have quite a bit of reach you got you got quite a following and um you know i saw you uh you were at the trump rally not that long ago and everything so what yeah. are the chances maybe we could reach out to like uh rudy giuliani or s- somebody like that to like get on board with the patriots like you and and Ian and all these other people. And like, is that a possibility? Of course, everything's a possibility. I have learned in the last two years that nothing is impossible because I was just, I was spent all day reflecting. I was, I mean, I was at a turning point event this afternoon um, advocating for a mom who's suing the Scottsdale Unified School District. But I've been in reflection today over everything that happened two years ago and how far it's come and like, just the, the people that I've met. And like you guys say, obviously I'm, I'm a conservative activist now. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a person in this movement. You are a part of this movement, whether I am you a want to be or movement. not. I'm so proud of, of that. Um, that's something to be proud of, that's but it's not. like, you know, I just met Larry Elder two nights ago. I met president Trump, you know, last month. And I, I'm on a texting basis with Mike Lindell. It's like, okay, these are people that I never would have had access to or even cared to have access to two years ago. Right. 
Mike Lindell was the pillow guy. Like, I don't care. But after reading his book, he's my hero. So it's like, nothing's impossible. Who knows who's to say that Rudy Giuliani isn't going to see a podcast and reach out to me. Was it this book? Yes. Have you read the whole thing? I just got it. So we, uh, we just became part of the pillow gang. We are now officially repping my pillow code WPR USA for up to 66% off. Or, or PPS. Or Patriot Barbie. Correct. We're up to 66%. All right. We got or, three codes you can uh, choose to, from on the show. Or go to our pillow. Huh? No, I don't do my pillow. Well, I'm with our pillow. You know what I mean? He's a little bit different. <laughs> no, it's his brother, Sam, no. My, Sam Lindell. It's his brother. He's a cool guy. You know? Call me. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's going to buy from you. They're going to be like, ah, oh, this big ugly guy with a ginger beard I'm going to buy from her actually they're going to they're going to buy from me because they're like she just told you that she lost six businesses and had this to shut her yeah. move I think I'll support her and give her like six bucks this is true this is true <laughs> so oh so God. what's the future for Lindsay, Lindsay Graham like what what are you working towards right now like you've had everything taken away from you you're obviously not you're a lioness, obviously. You're not going to let somebody fuck with you. So you're you're attacking back. What what does the future look like for Lindsey Graham? Great question. Well, I did write a book about. I got to grab one. Yeah, grab it. Let's go. Let's see. I did it. write a book about everything I went through. Um, God very distinctly called me to write three different ways through three different people about a year ago, and I just published this in September. Um, and it's kind of the backstory of my life and how I feel like God has prepared me to be in this, this role. And so when people say, what's the future, it's such, I love, I love the answer that I can give because I don't know, because if you would have asked me that two years ago, I would have been in my brand new salon with my 25 stylists riding the retirement wave, like living the, the good life. And everything wow, that's a was huge salon, 25 stylists. Huge. Yeah. I was probably one of the largest salons in Oregon. Wow. Yeah. And wow. we had just remodeled and moved into a new location. Um, I just opened a hair extension company and was selling hair extensions there. And like, it was almost just too ironic that I was like the peak of my career. I had nowhere to go, but just like live in my life downhill and that's when I lost it all. So it kind of had, it like forced me to create a new identity because I was no longer a salon owner, a stylist. I was like, you know, really popular in Oregon for hair extensions. Um, but that was all taken away and I was forced to reinvent myself and reinvent my future. And I believe that God did that. I believe he did it for a purpose. I believe that I have a, a very distinct role in this cause and in this, you know, this spiritual and constitutional war that we're in. And so I wake up every day with a little bit of anxiety, but more excitement because I never thought I'd write a book. I never thought I'd have a radio show or a podcast. Never thought I'd be the Patriot Barbie. Um, I never, people say you're going to run for office. I don't know. I have no idea what the next step is. I don't know what I'm doing. This is like a hobby right now, (laughs) but it's like, I trust that God has a purpose for it. And I have no idea what that is or what that looks like, or even what the future holds. It's just a day by day, like praying about, okay, God, just keep me in your purpose and keep me accountable and humble. And, you know, I am hoping that I'm doing the the work that you want me to do and in the way that you want me to do it. And I am yours 
from here on out because I didn't do this. I didn't choose this. And so I'm trusting that God has a, a very amazing reason for it. I, I 100% believe that God placed you in this position to do what you're doing right now. So that that's a beautiful thing. And I feel like a lot of times when we have these hardships and it's like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. The most beautiful things happen after that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's God's way of blessing you without you even realizing it. I'm curious. Um, how does, how does, how does your husband handle your fame and everything that's <laughs> happening? And he's- Okay. So it's so funny because he, it's like happened so gradually. Um, at first it was like, okay, national news all the time, all the things. And we thought that that would be it. Like, okay, let's do all these news reports and update everybody. And then it'll be over. Um, but it was when we moved to Arizona is when I thought, okay, that part of my life is over and let's get back to being just normal people. And it did not go that way. I tried to be a hairstylist again and those doors closed. I tried to be a real estate agent. Those doors closed. The only doors that would open in Arizona were political doors. And so I was starting to get emails and phone calls and contact from very influential people in Arizona saying, Hey, will you come to this event for, you know, a Senator? And I'm like, okay, a fundraiser for a Senator. Sure. Um, and the first one I went to, I was like, okay, um, our life is going to be very different from here on out. I could just feel it, but it was, it's been so gradual over the last year and a half since moving to Arizona where he's kind of going, huh, you're friends with Carrie Lake, the future (laughs) governor. And she's friends with Trump. That's really weird. Oh, you're texting Mike Lindell right now. Interesting. Like, uh, and so he differentiates, he tells me, cause I'm a normal person, right? I'm a mom and a wife and all the things. And he's like, if I get on a rant at home about something, he's like, all right, can you put Patriot Barbie away for the night? Like, <laughs> So he's like, I've, I agree too. There's just me, the normal person. And then there's this like political figure and slowly she has sort of taken over. So he's had to accept like, okay, my wife is the Patriot Barbie and that's not going to like, I can't put that in a box and shut it anymore. It's like a lifestyle. Right. But he's, box has been open. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not shutting it. Cause I'm like, I, this is now. the box. So this is your new inspiration, right? This would be your new inspiration. Like at, at first when you were building your salon, that was what was keeping you going, keeping you feel like, Oh man, I'm, this is my purpose. Or now you feel a new driven purpose. So that's why you're so passionate about it. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Absolutely. And, and feeling like it's the, the place that God put me, it's like, you can't turn your back on that or, or I don't even want to pursue something else that might make me more money or, you know, be a better opportunity or just to be stability or take me out of the limelight or whatever. It's like, I want to do what I feel God's called me to do. And that's this, but he's been so supportive because, you know, sometimes I go to events and I'm like, Hey babe, you got the kids tonight. I'm going to go <laughs> do a fundraiser for a con- congressional candidate. Yeah. Have fun. And he knows that I'm, you know, I'm a, a very Save in the Republic. Out here, saving, out here saving the Republic. That's right. It's, it's like kind of a full-time job. <laughs> it really is. No, I, I, to, I totally get that. Uh, and it's amazing that you saw God's calling and took action because some people would, would run away from the situation that mm-hmm. you've got yourself in. Uh, even well, if God presented it to them. Uh, it, it can't be easy every single day getting attacked and CPS coming to your house and doing all this other stuff while you're sitting here literally doing nothing wrong. And That's right. I, I got to ask, did you 
understand, like you said, you knew the pandemic was a scandemic in the beginning. You just kind of kept it to yourself. But prior to this, did you have any idea how corrupt our, our government was, or was this kind of just like you were living your life, not even gave a care in the world about politics or, or, or the laws or anything. It was just like, I'm going to be a stylist and grow my business and succeed. I love you, Wait. James. Great segue into white rabbit. Do we, you guys think the government's corrupt? <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> well played. Are you a CNN? I mean, how do you even respond to something like that? Fact check false. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Like, did you did you like have any idea how evil and corrupt our government was prior to this all happening to you? No, and I I believe that even now we still don't know. I believe that that as it's coming out daily, we are learning that we are being controlled by agencies that desire to control us. And it all started with COVID-19. And I can't believe some people still think that it was actually a deadly virus that needed everyone needed to stay home to stay safe from. And, you know, that couldn't have been said when I opened up against lockdowns because I wasn't sure. I wasn't, I, I knew that it was a virus. I knew that some people were dying. My belief was, I feel sorry for you. You should, if you're scared, you should probably stay home. But I... I'm going to work. And I, if I get COVID and die, I made that free. I made that choice. I, I have chose to drive work. my car today. I chose to walk across the street. I chose yeah. to things that I could have died doing. I chose to drink milk, which could have had, you know, salmonella or something. It came from a, an animal. Like, I, chose I chose to drink to, 13 bottles of water. I died from drinking too much water. Yeah. You could die from overhydration. So yeah. be careful, James. Yeah. I know it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. You actually have a better chance of winning the lottery than dying from COVID. I'm sorry, but it's oh just. Oh gosh, I need to find lottery tickets. But I think you're 100 percent right, Lindsay. We uh, we don't even really know how corrupt and evil our government is, and I, I have a pretty good idea. I've been studying this stuff for a couple decades. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've wow. Been, I've been going down rabbit holes for. See, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that now that I'm awake, I'm going to be the person that's like up at midnight googling going like, people need to know this people need to Welcome. know this and there's too much to know you know Welcome. what's funny is uh my original co-host <clears throat> for for this show he quit and his reasoning was because all the conspiracies that we dive down like keeps him awake at night and like totally just gives him anxiety and he can't live life we're actually See? starting a new show. It's a, it's going to be a sports show because <laughs> he's just a great guy. <laughs> oh, good. So, so he can like have something, but not lose yeah. sleep and, and die early. But not lose sleep and everything. And, and when, yeah. you, once you start diving down these conspiracies, it's crazy to find how they all interconnect with each other and, mm -hmm. and, and start to come from the same source. So it's, it's got to give you validation. When the, when the dots start connecting, you're like, here's one and here's one. But if they tie together, it kind of val validates the fact that they mo both could be true. Oh, my gosh. Um, How many times have we been proven right at this point? Like, you guys, told us what? I don't know what's going on, but my Zoom is telling me that I only have 10 minutes left in this meeting. Sean, will you uh, restart a meeting and send it? Yeah. Or actually, no, you have to leave. James, can you start a Zoom meeting? Uh, yeah, I just need everybody's emails. Text me emails. I have yours, Kato, so I need Lindsay. Let's take a quick break, you guys. And uh, Yeah, take a right 
five ten mm-hmm. minute break. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I guess uh, I just changed my bank, so I think maybe my old. What if you can change it? Card is something. Point of personal privilege. <laughs> uh oh! Retard alert! Please retard do alert not class. use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> yes. My God. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh my God. We have so many. Too far. Yeah, we could go forever. <laughs> I'm gonna come. That's <laughs> yeah, so one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that is my favorite. One. That's the old classic, right there. China, es- especially when people were were posting oh. the memes of um of uh Kamala Harris, like do not come. Yeah, yeah. Do not come. Right. And let's, then let's. Let's do this. Text me emails so we don't hold anybody Kill out. the Mockingbirds. Wait, I got one. Email. America will never be a socialist country. I love it. There you go. You're stepping it pen. up. There you I go. I got a pen. That's about the best I can do. <laughs> there you go. Hey, better than nothing. Welcome to the party. All right, James. <laughs> you don't You don't need my email, do you? No, I just, no, I just need Lindsay's. Okay. Lindsay, I'll boldly profess it. Lindsay at patriotbarbie.com. Lindsay at PatriotBarbie.com. All right, I'm sending them out right now. Give me one second. All right, I'll see you guys in a minute. Sorry about that, you guys. You're good. While we're on a break, go to MyPillow.com. Use code PatriotBarbie. Save up to 66%. There you go, guys. (laughs) All right. Are we leaving? Are we supposed to leave? Yeah, we're going to leave. Okay, bye. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab testing. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. Recording in progress. There we go. So we're now recording. This will show me, Catalyst, this will show me your editing skills. I'm going to watch this episode, see what you can do. Oh, perfect. (laughs) It does does good work. We switched to a live show, so I don't have to edit anymore. Yay. Editing is the worst. Yeah, editing, I actually kind of enjoy it, so. (laughs) I was going to say, don't don't hate on it, because you're about to be my new editor. No, he's very creative. He's very good at video and audio or and uh, graphics. Wonderful. Yeah, if you need any logos or anything like that too, please don't hesitate to hit me up. That's his specialty. And, and since you're a fellow patriot and truther, like you will definitely get a huge discount. <laughs> the homie hookup. The his, homie his, hookup. Price, his prices are amazing. I would not. I would not be able to do what I do for graphics if it wasn't for Catalyst. Catalyst. He's very good at it. Awesome. All right. So, where did we leave off? <laughs> because- Conspiracy theories. The government hates us and they're trying oh, to control yeah. us and they're corrupt. Yes. So, Lindsay, this Uh-oh. is my question for you. Uh-oh. When did you what was your first conspiracy? That, that you were like, 
Oh, shit. There might be some validity to this. It's going to have to be, and I'm sorry this is going to be boring, but I'm a new patriot, but it was definitely the 2020 election being stolen. So, because I went to January 6th, I may or may not have gotten pepper sprayed. I may or may not have been visited by the FBI. You may or may not have been there. Let's say that, actually. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm like, I was there. I went. Like, I told everyone. I posted on social media, and I'm like, I don't care. I didn't do anything wrong. My co-hosts went well. My co-hosts went as well. Um, And uh, that's a a very interesting rabbit hole. And you said you had met Larry Elder. Uh, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with my man, Larry. Me too, brother. Um, Do tell, because I actually think his tune has changed. So uh, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, 2000 Mules, just had come out. I haven't seen it yet. I'm very, very excited to see it. It's very, very very good. And also, well, I, I love his work. He has, you know, I watched Obama's America when he, that came out. Hillary's America. Those are great, great documentaries. The Trump card where Larry Sinclair detailed how Barry Satoro came back for seconds uh, and got a second blowjob from Barry Satoro. For those that uh, don't know, Barry is Obama. Barack Obama. That's his real name, Barry Satoro. Um, but what really bothered me, you watched the beginning of the trailer that he puts out, you have all of the conservative influencers, the Charlie Kirks, the Larry elders, the the Dennis Pragers. And they all gave answers. Like Charlie Kirk was like, yeah, there's bits and pieces of evidence, but nobody knows the real story. Larry elder says for a bold claim like that, you're going to need bold evidence. And Dennis Prager pissed me off more than anybody. He's like, I'm agnostic. And it drove me nuts because is not Lady Ruby wheeling out a briefcase underneath a table and stuffing ballots enough evidence? Isn't all of the evidence that came out of the hearings in Arizona with all the duplicate signatures and missing signatures enough evidence? Wasn't them kicking poll watchers and boarding up windows in Michigan enough evidence? Weren't those things things? And, and just the fact that our votes were being counted in the server in Frankfurt, Germany, should be enough evidence for all four of those guys to be pounding the drums and screaming, Hey, we should look into this and said, I'm agnostic or we need bold evidence. Like it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. And I think if we, if people like those, if if, if those men decided to speak up and scream at the top of their lungs, like we all have been since the election, we probably would have got some headway instead of being pushed aside and saying, Oh, that's just a conspiracy. Well, I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but the purpose, I think, of that was he he had gathered those people, so all those people you named and Eric Metaxas into a room um, to ask what they thought, and they all very cautiously said, well, we don't think there's enough evidence or we don't feel like we're ready to proclaim it, and the movie goes on to geotrack all of the mules, like most of the mules. Yes. There's more than we even know of. Of course, that was by right. the end so of the movie. Because they only they only showed the ones that like uh, fit a certain criteria that hit hit a major yes, yeah. yes and if and if they had lowered the criteria I bet we'd have a lot more mules but by the end of the movie those same five people in the room are as irate as you and I are and have been for months because they now believe this is the right evidence this is more tangible you don't have to go through paperwork and and computers to 
What's more tangible than Lady Ruby wheeling out briefcases and stuffing ballots? What's more tangible than video footage of them kicking out poll watchers and boarding up windows? Like, it shouldn't have taken until, my point is, it shouldn't have taken until Mm -hmm. Dinesh D'Souza's documentary to get them irate. There's so much evidence out there showing that this election was stolen. I'm just some guy at my couch. Like, I'm not, like, a political analyst. I'm not a special human being. I'm nobody. And I was able to, there's, there's so much evidence to point to, right. like, hey, this is rigged. We should look into this. And it, and that's what bothered me is that it took to see Dinesh D'Souza's documentary for them to say, hey, maybe we should speak up about this instead of speaking up about it two years ago when it actually happened. Because maybe we wouldn't be in this situation where our country is literally falling apart at the seams. Right. Yeah, and, do you think this is the first rigged election, though? No, like, no, you know no. Dude, it's, like, been, it's been rigged since before Kennedy, bro. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, like, that's why I think like it's a it's an intentional thing to get people to fall down because to me, how I see everything is they're trying to polarize both sides so both sides dehumanize each other so that way we can never really connect the working class. That's how I see it, and I think Mm -hmm. that like we focus too much on some of. I understand, and it's good in a way too because it wakes people up in certain situations where they could say, "Oh, it is corrupt." But to like when people say, oh, it's 2020 or nothing, like I'm like, well, there's more to build off of that. You know what I mean? I think we have to build those relationships back with the working class because regardless, we have to live with each other. Right. And I think we need to expose that this is not this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to corruption. So, Lindsay, I have something for you to add to your conspiracy quote. Uh, And this is I started going down. I grew 20 minutes from Manhattan. Uh, 9-11 was a big impact in my life. My father's best friend was on the 82nd floor. Um, and, uh, as soon as they told me that world trade center seven and the commission report went down to office fires, I knew I was lied to. And I started going down rabbit holes and I looked into JFK, which was very easy because everybody always questioned that. So I started looking at that. I was like, Oh, not only did they lie about nine 11, they lied about JFK, but that also led me to secret societies. Cause that's something that JFK was big in getting rid of. He, he had his famous speech before he gets shot and how secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we need to get rid of secret societies. It's a very famous speech by JFK. Well, just so happens that in 2004, when I was going down these rabbit holes because of the commission report, we had two presidents running against each other, George Bush, or two guys running against each other, four presidents, George Bush and John Kerry. And both they happen both, to be what? They both happen to be part of the same secret society called the Skull and Bones, which is located up in Yale. They elect 13 members every single year. Some of the most influential world leaders have come out of there as members of the Skull and Bones, including the creator and founder of the NFL in the 1800s, Walter Camp. He was a member of the Skull and Bones. And it's such a secret. There's no windows. Nobody's allowed in there. Uh, and it's so secret that they can't even talk about it to the point where they kick people out of the, the, the conference rooms when they get asked about it. George Bush has openly talked about it. I can't talk. It's a secret. I can't talk about it. They, they don't acknowledge that it doesn't exist. They acknowledge it exists. They just say, I can't talk about it. And one of the things, they take an oath when they become a member of the school. That's what I wanted to talk about, is they take an oath that precedes the oath that they take when they take office. So now they take an oath that swears allegiance to their brothers, whether they murder or kill somebody over the oath that they take when they take office. Their, their, their oath requires them to put their brothers in a position of power over anybody if they have the opportunity to do so. That's part of what they believe. Now you're telling me that two guys from the same secret society, the same brotherhood are running against each other in, in the same election as one is a Democrat and one is a Republican? It's all fake and, and, and gay at this point. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all rigged. It's and it's all fucking wrestling, fucking 20, acting. Twenty twenty was the first time that the 
average American, the American public finally realized it was actually rigged. And this is why I think it had to happen this way. Me personally, because I've been screaming at the top of my lungs. I know, I know, uh, Sean has as well that this is a rigged election. Like it's pointless. I've been saying this since 2004. Now everybody is like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's rigged. It's definitely rigged. Like to the point where people are like, why even go out and vote if it's rigged? Yeah, that's, where that's, we're what at. I hate. that's what I hate is that I actually just talked to someone today who said, I, I want to vote for Carrie Lake for governor, but I don't even know if I'm going to vote. Or is it even being counted? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So now they're going to have to try less hard to cheat because there's going to be less conservatives voting in general. That's scary. That's scary too. And we just had a, me and Sean just had somebody on the show last week who said that not voting is their part of taking action. And to me, that's forfeiting. Mm -hmm. So if you forfeit the game, then you for sure lose, right? If you know they're going to cheat and you try to fucking play anyway, at least you have a chance to win. But in yeah. defense, like they, we've been playing the game for so many decades the same way, and it ends up with the same result. Like Edison said, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity, right? So Einstein, but oh yeah, Einstein. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I think circumstances are a little different this time. Reason being is because previously no one believed you when they, they said it was rigged. Now everybody, but they only think, but they only think it's like rigged that the only the left rigs it they like people most people think like yeah they have their certain rhinos they don't like but people truly believe like to me just my personal opinion is you have to destroy the dnc and the the rnc republican democrats have to go completely we have to have new parties and we have to have multitudes of parties because this whole left right paradigm it's foolish because there's too many different uh, perspectives in this country to have just two sides, right? We all have different, like, you know, we have a little bit, a little bit liberal in us. All of us, when we have kids and we get older, we're, we become conservative, obviously, because we want to protect them. So I think that there's a lot more values. But when I see these paradigms of, oh, man, you know, the, the left is ruining this. And I agree. Don't get me wrong. Like right now, they, they are the lead vocal people that we're seeing that are destroying stuff. But then in the background of the Republicans get to save face. And later on, we're going to switch and that the pendulum when it comes back down people are going to want revenge and they're going to allow the republicans to go hardcore on the other side so that's why i see it so that's why i think it's important to have conversations with everybody in this in this whole situation conservative left like me i'm just like in the middle i'm an anarchist like i don't really a peaceful anarchist as far as like i think (laughs) in no government i hate government I don't see any use in it except like maybe just uh, maintain the military. That's about it. (laughs) I I agree. I agree with most of what you, what you said. And this is why I said I had a bone to pick with Larry Elder because I'm sick and tired of these establishment conservatives and even our, our leaders in Congress and in the Senate who literally have done nothing, just given us lip service and Mm -hmm. no one stood at the Congress say, Hey, we're, we're, we're drawing a line in the sand, no mandates. Like no one did any of that. Like no one stood up for us who are. How beautiful is it that, we, how beautiful is it that we sat there and we waited for them to save us and we saved ourselves. Bingo. Like we learned that was we the can't plan. count on you when so, it came down to our livelihoods. We advocated for ourselves and we're counting on each other. That is we, the people, they united we, the people without knowing it. That yes, was, the, that and was and the plan. That, that was goes the, right into what I was saying. And this is why this time is different than any other time with these rigged elections, because previously nobody knew that they were rigged. They, they were playing along in this vacate. Very few people knew this. 
now everybody knows. So what most people are doing, which I've never seen in my entire life, people are showing up to school board meetings. People are running for their local elections. People are getting volunteering to be poll watchers and getting involved. And they're not going to just sit idly by and do nothing, which I think for the first time this is happening it's actually going to make change because we saw in the 2020 election, they pulled out all the stops. I don't think they have any more piece of ammunition that they could have used. They they used every facet that they had to, to rig this election from dead people to uh, Sharpie markers, to the dominion servers, to wheeling and bass briefcases to, to, to boarding up windows, kicking out poll watchers. And guess what? They still didn't rig it hard enough. You want to know why I know they didn't rig it hard enough? Because they had to stop the, the vote count in two states. If they if they rigged it as hard as they thought, if they rigged it enough, they wouldn't have had to stop the vote. Because that was a huge tell to me. I stayed up until, until they stopped it. And I remember sitting there watching. I'm like... Donald Trump's up by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania and 400 in Wisconsin. There's no way, like, unless they rig it so ridiculously, there's no way they're going to pull this off. And lo and behold, I wake up, it's, there's a vertical spike in Wisconsin. And and (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, this is clearly rigged. We got to fucking. You guys, you guys research this stuff. I don't. So is that the first time ever in history that they just stopped counting votes? uh, Well, stop counting votes. I think uh, one thing is interesting that even uh, James and Sean might not even know about is uh, I I believe it was in the 70s. There was a black man that ran for president um, uh, whenever uh, uh, Nixon was running and he actually was elected. He hmm. he was elected. He he was the winner of the election. And then all the propaganda media and everything said that there was a mess up with the voting counts and blah, 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 blah. And then Nixon got put in. But we actually already had a black president elected before Barack Obama. For like two days, uh, for like a week. Yeah, I didn't know that. Man, I need to know this one now, man. Now I got to know who the guy, what the guy's name is, man. I'm, I'll, send, I'll send you guys some videos, dude, because he did a podcast recently after um, this election fraud, and he was, like, laughing at it. And he was like, oh, my god, I've been talking about this forever. <laughs> that, that sucks. He's like, I lost. I didn't lose. I really won. Like, imagine you're like, oh, my crazy uncle. He swears he was a president. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is, is even a couple newspapers even fucking printed out their newspapers. And it was like the elected president. And it was that guy. He clearly won. Such a great little like token to to find a yard sale or something or an estate sale. What is the newspaper (laughs) with him as the president? Millions. That'd be definitely if they if it still existed. They yeah. didn't every single copy. Um, no, but to, to, your, cool, to your point earlier, Lindsay, I, I agree. I hate when people say that they're not going to vote because they're not sure if it's rigged. Um, it breaks my heart. It, it doesn't make me mad. It just, it makes me sad um, because yeah. trust in the vote has been stolen from them because they didn't understand the system that they were in. And unfortunately it's going to end up hurting us. And I'm a big fix 2020 uh, or bust kind of person. Like, I don't think there can be any lasting change if we can't fix 2020 mm-hmm. and uh, go forward. Well, but, if there's not repercussions, then what, like you're saying, we can't just move on. And then if it gets fixed, great, but we can't, we have to go back. We have to make those people pay for what they did. They have to be punished so that 
it doesn't continue. It doesn't matter if we suck it up and stick with Biden for another three years, two and a half years. I love that statement. Hang on, hang on one second, Sean. I love that statement that Trump put out. Uh, It was a long time ago, but he said, if uh, a burglar goes in and robs a jewelry store, let's say he robs Tiffany's and then he gets caught, he doesn't get to keep the fucking diamonds. The diamonds have to give, be given back. And, or do you tell the homeowner like, but we caught him. So let it go. Let the diamonds go. It's not, it's not a big deal. We, we caught the guy. He'll never do it again. It's like, no, that's not enough for me. I no. want back. Give me I want my back shit. What's mine. Give me exactly. my shit. <laughs> and here's the thing though. Cause I, I, I didn't put any thought in it, like until recently into 2022. I was like, it's pointless. It's a waste of energy. It's it's if we can't fix 2020, we're screwed. And uh, the closer we get, to 2022, the midterms, the realer it gets for me mm-hmm. that it's actually going to happen. And the way I see things happening to my point earlier, saying how people are actually getting involved for the first time ever. And they're not just going to kick the butt of the can down the street and be like, Oh, someone else will do it. I'll, I'll sit at home and do nothing. They're actually pissed off and they're getting involved. And I think it's possible that because you see all over the place. And until and this statement held more true until the recent news of Roe v. Wade getting leaked, leaked out because that was a very tactical move by them. I mean, we but can jump into that too. But very, actually, very uh, moderate people, liberals, they were all starting to lean towards orange man bad. Like, man, I kind of miss those mean tweets. I, I, you know, you lied to us. Like you told us you were going to do this, that, and the other, and you didn't do any of it. And they're all, they were all like, you started to see the dominoes start to fall. Like they were starting to realize that they made a mistake. Not everybody, but a very large portion of people were like, Hey, we need to get back to what we had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gas, hey. the economy, because it's directly affecting their pockets. Hey, and Sean, I think there's such a red wave that they're not going to be able to rig it uh, enough because we saw they used all the stops in the last one. And I think it's going to be bigger than the last one. Oh, for mind. sure. Yeah. Hey, Sean, I know, I know you got to jump off here in a couple of minutes. So did you want to uh, plug and give anything? Yeah, you know, just follow me at Kill the Mockingbirds and everybody uh, go tune in tonight at midnight. Uh, Van Tesla featuring Sean Chris, Woke Summer. I think that's going to uh, really uh, turn some heads. I'll see you. And nice to meet you, Lindsay and James. Nice to meet you, Sean. Uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Don't just leave with woke summer i mean i hate that fucking oh. word i hate that word woke but uh, yeah but it's a hilarious song though so so <laughs> yeah so you got a new song dropping and uh so is it a video or is it just a song uh right now it's just a song we're working on the video we're uh do the little release in uh, two minutes we're just gonna do a little premiere on my ig kill the mockingbirds which this will be uh like a week later when they hear this but woke summer will be out van tesla sean chris uh, like I said, it would be something to, it's some, uh, what's it called? That counterculture shit. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right on. Love it, brother. Hey, thank you for uh, jumping on, even though you got Always. this promotion going on thank today. You, Sean. It was nice meeting you and James. Uh, until next time. Always a pleasure, okay. brother. I'll All right, Kat. I'll hit you up. All right, brother. All right, brother. So like I, like I was saying, Hey, don't make fun of me. I'm like, I just, everyone said it. I had to say it, brother, brother, I'm one of the guys. What's going on, brother? <laughs> um, but I really think that people are going to show out so much this election, even with the people that are hesitant to vote. And my message is to people that are on the fence, just go out and vote. What's it going to hurt you? Even mm-hmm. if it is rigged, what's it, what yep. at least well, think about this too. Think about this. 
like you guys were saying earlier, you know, the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. And my theory on that, since people have started saying that two years ago, was that that's impossible. Doing the same thing over and over again is impossible. That's a physical impossibility because you are never in the same place in, in time as you are at that moment. Right. So everything is different. The weather, the people, your personality, the morning, your perspective, the air, everything is different. So we are not doing the same thing over and over again. We're doing what's right. And you're, we're hoping to God that they screw up and they will, because you, you cannot do what is wrong over and over and over again and not pay either godly consequences, spiritual consequences, or physical human consequences. So we're not crazy for doing the right thing. And we're not crazy for doing it and hoping that eventually good will win because good will win. So the smart thing is to do it, to keep voting, keep voting, keep voting. And someday, hopefully soon, hopefully this time they screwed up and they're going to get caught. Well, I think they screwed up already. And to your point earlier, they emboldened the American people. Mm-hmm. They woke up. The Thank goodness they screwed up. It's it, I, I'm so glad that they are. are we not going to be glad that they did this if they finally get caught and they pay for it? Because now we get to sit there and put them on trial and show the world. We were right. We're not crazy. We're right. not conspiracy theorists. Like, That's this what, is what you've called the right for two or more years. Yep. And now you look ridiculous. You look stupid. I hope you feel stupid because you sat here and you called us crazy when it was right in front of you and you were just too dense to figure it out. So you name called instead of doing your own research. That's their go-to. You're racist. You're yep. a misogynist. Yep. But if they turns out that we were right, which I mean, it will, you gotta, they gotta feel pretty stupid or they gotta at least maybe shut well, them How could it not while. turn out that we were right with all the, like all the evidence that James was talking about earlier. Um, and that's that's not even that. that's not even talking about James talked about like the the physical uh cheating he like didn't mm-hmm. even bring up like the fucking Dominion. the fact that Dominion and all these voting machines are actually created to be able to be manipulated and they were like yeah. oh they're not connected to the internet no they were fucking 100% connected to the internet and it was just, it was just ridiculous it was lie after lie after lie and and that's why I love Mike Lindell so much is like, I, I, I had somebody on Facebook was like, Oh, I don't really like Mike Lindell, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's not to like about him, dude. The guy, the guy went through like the hardest time ever and was able to fucking say, Hey, this isn't what I want for my life. Pulled himself out of that, became a fucking entrepreneur. And now he's spending his own fucking money trying to, figure out what happened in this 2020 election and it's like doing something that doesn't benefit him at all like it doesn't make him it hurts him yes it's it's harming his business it's destroying him and yet he will not stop and that how can you not respect that even if you don't agree with what he's doing it's like to believe in something to the point where he's willing to give up everything to fight for it is incredible god bless mike lindell yep Uh, and God chose him, chose him for a reason to fight this battle for us. Yes. And we need more people like Mike Lindell. We need more people like yourself, Lindsay, like Ian Smith, people that are willing to plant their feet in the ground and fight the the biggest enemy that this world has ever seen. This evil. Mm-hmm. Corrupt I'll tell you what, it's, a lot of people are scared to do it and I don't blame them. There is a lot to lose, but man, is it glorious to 
have taken on something and come out the other side, not necessarily victorious. Um, I would, I would consider victory when I sue Kate Brown and I win, but I wouldn't consider it a victory, but at least, you know, you're on the right side of history. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's like, I can go to bed at night knowing I don't think people that complied should feel bad. I, I think that they didn't have it in them. They weren't called into that purpose. That's fine. But I go to bed at night and I think I did the hard thing. I did what was right when it was hard, when it wasn't popular. I did the right thing every single day. I chose to do what was right instead of what was easy. And that is such a, such a good feeling. History is going to shine a bright light on what you have done. I truly believe that um, because you were one of the first people to make that stand. I remember when you, you were in the news and decided to do that. And I was cheering you on so hard. Thank you. Uh, because it was just a breath of fresh air. And it was, it was awesome that it came from a female as well. I think that was even more of a powerful impact mm-hmm. uh, because it shows oh my little, little dog, my little puppy. That's Marley. Yeah. That's Marley. That's my baby. Um, so cute. Yeah. She's laying on her big dog bed. She's got a big uh, giant. See that. that thing is huge. Yeah. She's a dog bed. She loves it. Uh, and I know you only got a couple more minutes, but we didn't even get into it. Uh, I, 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 I'm very curious to know uh, you said at the top of the show that the reasons that you lost your business were not, were, were oh, different. Right. So I, I, what, what happened? Like, tell us that story. If you have time. So the news didn't cover this because they kind of tried to suppress me after it was very clear that I was not going to back down to the government. So I was actually inspiring people, but BLM said, um, mind you, this is in Salem, Oregon. So super liberal city. Um, I was national news and I was the enemy of the left. So BLM had said um, that they were going to burn down my salon when they started rioting in Salem. (laughs) And I made a call to arms on Facebook and it got shared 20,000 times and 400 Patriots showed up in downtown Salem and armed and willing to protect all of the downtown businesses. I was getting messages from other businesses saying, Lindsay, can you send some guys to my shop? I'm not in town. Um, I was like on a walkie running, you know, ops and sending military men to different, to different shops and to different areas. Fucking it was awesome. like savage. It Fucking was savage. awesome. Fucking yeah. awesome. So I, mean, so I had an AR strapped to my chest and a walkie talkie and, you know, my little Patriot hat on and that picture went crazy on the internet. And then I became, I wasn't just a salon owner the murderer. I was a white supremacist, of course, a white nationalist. I cared more about money than black lives, all of the things that they love to say. How dare you? That is how I got really canceled because that cancel culture was more severe than the repercussions of the government of state agencies coming after me. My salon, um, my girls in my salon were getting threatened, attacked, harassed, um, so they decided I can't work here. It's just too controversial. Oh man. That's um, I had so all my hard. assistants walk out on me. My receptionist walked out on me that had known me for three years saying I can't support white supremacy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys are psycho. Oh, they and they known you for three fucking years and believed the propaganda me, there were, there over girls that knew me for 10 years that left because they said, I believe in what you do, but I just, I can't, I can't risk my business being associated with you. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Sad. So, no one's yep, got no a spine. Do what you got to do, boo. But I'm standing my ground. So 
that's how I really got canceled. That's how I lost my businesses because um, we were getting doxxed in our home. Uh, I was getting death threats. I was drawing the blinds at my house. I just didn't feel safe. And now, you know, not my um, daycare provider, it was a white woman and a black man. And I was, it was such a big deal in Oregon that I was a white supremacist that I showed up at daycare, dropped my kids off and I pulled the wife aside and started crying. And I was like, you know, I'm not a white supremacist. Right. And she's like, what? Who's saying that? I'm like, everybody, everybody's saying that. And she goes, Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> like we the love you lady in the world. Like we love your kids. It just, it just, it changes things. It changes everything. When someone labels you something that you are not, and you cannot, you can't scrub that off. You can't wipe it off. That was when I knew that we weren't in control of anything anymore. It was like, no matter what I say or do now you've stuck me with a label that is like, it's incurable. And we knew that we couldn't be successful in Oregon. My husband was getting canceled at his gym. We had like 200 members cancel in one day because your oh, wife's a white supremacist. Holy um, so we lost all our businesses and we just said, it's so hostile here. We can't, we can't survive. We sold our house. So when you guys business. moved, did you try to reopen some new businesses? Did you guys, or what are you guys doing right now? No, we, they, the, the, the crazy left follows me. So for, they followed me for a long time and they will continue to follow me. And I knew that if we opened anything up in Arizona, they would just do the same thing. They, they put a call out to Antifa. Antifa was tracking me in Oregon and posting my pictures and where I was at, what gym I went to. Wow. It's like, if they, they, they knew I was moving to Arizona before I announced it. Like That's crazy. Not, so they're just, they've got intel. They're, yeah. they're doxing you. There's like inside doxers on you. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was pretty terrifying. It, it could have been very, I don't know. I, I believe God was protecting me the whole time because I worked in a salon that was all windows and I carried my gun and I was thinking someday I'm going to have to use this. Someone's going to come after me. And no one ever physically attacked me when I was uh, in my salon, mask free, like out there, you know, Law dog in some fresh air, just living life. Yeah. Just, you know, just doing my thing. Just living, just living as a free American. Love it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's how we end up in Arizona is literally running for our lives. You're, you're a true example and inspiration to myself and to millions of others. I'm sure. And I'm very thankful to have this conversation. Thank you, Catalyst, for inviting me. Too. Me. Catalyst, you guys are awesome. Yeah, well, de- I, definitely. Sean wasn't supposed to be here today, so Catalyst invited. He's like, hey, can you be a guest host? Uh, yeah, because so Sean I, was supposed to be doing his live, but I guess he pushed it back a little bit. So he, he when he, I told so him I, that Lindsey Graham was coming on, he was like, oh, dude, hang on. Let me, <laughs> let me push this back a little bit. Can I at least get an hour? <laughs> so, oh, that's so uh, cute. Oh, very thankful that I got to have this conversation with you because you're a true patriot, and uh, we need more people like you. Thank you so much for everything that you do, and uh, may God continue to guide you in your journey because, uh, I'm sure you need it. We all do. It's a tough life that we're living right now and you're out on the front lines fighting every single day. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and before I let you plug all of where everybody can go find you again, I want to ask you one question. Okay. Moon landing, real or fake? Oh, I'm kind of leaning towards fake now With with absolutely no evidence no idea, like never looked it up, never considered it, never crossed my mind, really. I'm going to say possibly fake just because I don't believe anything anymore from the government. Like 
That's a know. great answer. That's, yeah. a, that's a very you know, smart if answer. I, if, if a gun to my head, a million bucks, I'd bet fake. So that's a spot. Hey, listen, I do, I, I do think the earth is probably round, but <laughs> well, round and a globe is two totally different things because the Bible says uh, the face of the earth. And if you look at the face of your watch, it is it's, round, but it's not a globe. It is a face. But if you look at the face of the earth, wait, wait, how do you look at the face of the earth? If it's a globe, if it's a globe, that doesn't make sense. Anyways. So I'm going to leave you with that. Oh, I'm going to lose some sleep tonight. Trying to find out what shape the earth is. Go go watch the episode that we did with flat earth Dave. Cause I went into that episode. Trying hey, to fuckhead. I had flat earth Dave on my episode. Oh, I, forgot you had, <laughs> I forgot you had him. I forgot. I hooked you up with him. I will watch both of your shows. He mind he mind fucked. I went in there trying to prove him wrong. I was like, ah, I'm gonna fucking make this guy look stupid. He just think flat Earth, and then I left the show. Just uh, I have a lot of questions now. And now <laughs> okay, make make my life really easy, and will you guys send me the links to both of your shows? Sure. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys are gonna turn me into a psycho conspiracy theorist. Hey, absolutely. this is White Rabbit, and I'm that's what we do. Earther. I'm just not married. <laughs> I'm just not married to the globe. That's all I say. Until I go up to outer space myself and see it. Uh, and Good point. Good at the point. End of the day, at the end of the day, for me, it doesn't It doesn't matter because I'm going to still continue hey, to fight to save our republic. We got some big fights happening right here on whatever shape this earth is. We need to focus on these fights right, right. fucking who cares what? Who cares what shape it is if we're all killing each other? Bingo. Yes. Great, great point. So. Right. So, Lindsay, please tell everybody about your radio show, uh, your podcast, where they can find you, what it is that you're doing, and what can we expect from you in the future? Ooh, okay. Wow, all the things. So, if you want all of that in one little nutshell, you can go to patriotbarbie.com. It's got all my social media links. It's got my book for sale. It's only $9.99. It's got a link to my podcast and radio show, which is the She's So Right Show. I have a co-host, Brandy Barclay. Um, it's got my apparel line, which is called Pretty Little Patriot. You can shop there. Um, so yeah, patriotbarbie.com has everything, everything you need to to do to creep on me and stalk me and everything I'm doing. Awesome. And as far as the future, I do not know. Stay tuned. You'll know when I know. It's I guess very, it's very bright. I can tell you that. I Thank think it, I think it's pretty bright. I think we might. I think we might see, see a future candidate. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. The first, the first tattooed vice president. Hey, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. I'll vote that for you for cool. sure. That'd be badass. Cool. Yes. Hey, if you need Absolutely. any designs for your shirts, let me know. And uh, James, I mean, I'm gonna let you plug your shit, but I don't even think you need to because you're like fucking a celebrity and shit. But go ahead. Let everybody know where they can find you. I, I guess I'm a celebrity. I don't know. I'm just some guy. Uh, just because a lot of people listen to my show. I guess that, I don't know. I don't want to be a celebrity. But you can find us at WPRUSA.com. Uh, all of our podcasts are all, on all major podcast platforms except for Spotify and YouTube because they removed us, those bastards. Yeah. Uh, we're live every Tuesday, 830 Eastern on all major streaming platforms except for Twitch because they removed us as well. Uh, yeah, uh, we're removed everywhere. They don't like, it. uh, Who am I associating myself with uh, yeah, those uh, they, they fucking people that speak truth. They kick us off everywhere. We've been doing this for a while. We're coming up. We just started our third year of doing our show. Um, and you can find us on social media. We, the people radio with periods in between each letter and, uh, verified on truth social, uh, we, between each letter or between each word. Between each word, I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, Thank you. I don't want anyone typing w dot e yeah. dot t well, we, dot h. I'll be honest with you. 
kind of retarded. That's me. Um, so yeah, we the people radio with periods in between each word, and uh, we the people radio with underscores in between each word on Truth Social. Find me over there. I'll sh- I share a lot more spicy information because mm. Instagram is us. Yeah, can't get removed over there. It's kind of nice. But Catalyst, appreciate you having me on as a special guest co-host for the show. It was an honor to sit down with you, Lindsay, and uh, we'll have to set something up, let this episode breathe and get some fresh air, and then uh, have you come on our show and hang out with uh, me and my boys. That'd be amazing. Love it. I love hanging out with the guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm kind of a dude. No, you, <laughs> Not really, though. Yeah, right really. In. I'm actually oh, yeah. a female. <laughs> yes, you're a biological female. But Biologically, I'm female. They used to, they used to call them tomboys back in the day. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. We used to call them tomboys. Now they're like, am I supposed no, to be a guy? You're now you call confused. Yeah, yeah, you're one badass patriot, and I have so much respect for you. Hey, uh, speaking of patriots, fire. man, uh, I, I, love my, I love my co-host, Sean Chris. Amazing fucking person. Patriot? No. He he is an anarchist at heart. I love that about him. Everybody is entitled to their own opinions, and I love where he comes from. But there is three Patriots on this motherfucking podcast left, and I just wanted to play this real quick. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I, all I can see is the little eagle with the, with the gun. Yes. yes. That's so amazing. That was the, that video just had me rolling laughing. That's great. All right. Awesome episode. You guys, uh, go check out James and the crew at we, the people radio fucking amazing podcast. Get your news from them because we are the news. Now get your conspiracies from me. And if you want to really dive into what all of this is happening, all of the things that are happening and taking a toll on people's lives, then check out the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham. She really fucking had this shit hit her own home doorstep and she's fighting back. True lioness. Love you, girl. Thank you so much for coming on uh, the white rabbit podcast. And, uh, Welcome to the Patriot Podcast Network as as well. Yeah, you're yes, one of thank us. You. Thank you. I'm one of us. One of us. Yay. I love it. All, All right, guys. Go. Well, keep digging down those rabbit holes. Let's go. Stop. There we go. Uh, the world getting crazy, baby. Chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate the values of our country. And our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on the streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour, troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass Till we see the serpents oh, one day I hope you see the truth this puppet show it stays on because of you fools we've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun but get ready to pay your dues oh God 
God, we need you now. 